Welcome to Button Mash, a show where we mash all your video game content for the week for you to listen to at the press of a single button. My name is Roger, and with me, for the second week in a row, Chris is away on his honeymoon, so I've got someone else to fill in his shoes while he's away, but uh, it's a great person to, to do so. So I've got Pat from the Aussie Gamers Experience podcast with me. Hello, Pat. Good morning, Roger. How are you, mate? Um, good, mate. I'm very excited to have you on this week. As I was telling you before we started recording, there, uh, uh, I've been listening to your podcast, and uh, yes, I'm very pumped to to do an episode with you. It's it's an honor to have you on, mate. Uh, thanks very much, mate. Honor to be beautiful mate so uh we're going to run the show the way we always do which is uh, i'm going to run through a couple of the um the the latest news topics that we've got there in the gaming world and then we're going to talk about uh, a bit about the the games that we've been playing this week uh but before we do that i want to do a little bit of an introduction uh, about you pat i want to i want mm-hmm. the listeners to know a little bit more about you so tell us a little bit about you and uh your your podcast please oh no worries mate okay so uh I'm the the host for the Aussie Gamers Experience podcast. We have been around since 2012. Wow. So ticking along for a little while now. Uh, Just prior to Christmas, I think it was episode 284 that uh, that we finalized. So I've been doing that for a little while. We're pretty active across all the social media. And generally just sort of bring news reviews gaming everything to to everyone that wants to have a look at it really and have a bit of fun with it that's awesome man i didn't realize you guys had been uh been doing this for 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 that long that's that's amazing and you yeah still pushing through it's still having fun with it so yeah well that that's the main thing mate we're all sort of uh a little bit older than a lot of people that are doing uh podcasts and whatnot but that's part of you know, doing it for so long. <laughs> and uh, we we sort of, we, we put a bit of a different spin on it. Yep. And we're, we're more excited about, you know, the experience that we get from gaming, whether it be our social experience, the fun when, when you're playing a, a single player game and something you get drawn into, especially after a long day of work. Mm-hmm. And just, just a different way to look at things, I suppose. But uh, yeah, we've had a, a couple of name changes throughout as we've evolved and, yep. and grown. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun and looking forward to a big 2020, actually. Yeah, very good to hear, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to see what you guys do there. Uh, but tell the people where they can find uh, the Aussie Gamers Experience podcast. We are everywhere. We're on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, or whatever they call that now. Everything. What are the other ones? I use, I use Spotify, so that's... that's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll do the same, and but then people tell me, oh, can I find it on there? We're it's... across everything. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, all, all your favourite podcast catches, you can find us on there. you just got to look for the Aussie Gamers Experience. Beautiful, mate. Beautiful. Make sure you give these guys a listen. They are amazing. Let's, uh, let's, let's start the show we always do with a little bit of news there. So... We had CES on uh, this this past week. A couple of goodies coming out of there. Um, did you? There was one thing that gave me a bit of a giggle where they did this whole show and, and revealed the um, the logo for the PlayStation Five. I don't I <laughs> no, don't start on that. No, I, <laughs> I'll I'll admit. Okay, I, I'm a bit of a PlayStation fanboy. I that's that's my primary console. 
I started with the PlayStation back in the you know the mid to late nineties, yep. and so that's that's always been my go to, and I was pumped, and I was out with the family mm-hmm. and and a couple of friends, and it got to twelve o'clock, and I'm looking, and I'm like, no, nah, I'll just put it aside. I won't bother watching it, <laughs> and you know, so I'm out and chatting away, and you know, the the family friends that we were with, uh, one of them, he's a gamer as well, yep. and a bit of a PlayStation fan. And we're talking about it later on. And I'm like, oh, I'll, you know, I think it was about two or three o'clock. Oh, I'll jump on and see what they released. Hopefully we've got an image or something of the PS5. As yeah, you've released the logo. <laughs> really? <laughs> of everything we could have found out, we already knew what the logo was going to be. Uh, yeah. I, I just sort of, it's one of those moments where you look at it, put your head on the desk and pray for humanity. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I I had pretty much the same reaction. I was like, yes, oh my God, we're going to get some more info. And, uh, oh, wait, you just uh, slightly modified the PlayStation 4 logo. Awesome. (laughs) Good job, team. Good job. I wonder how much money that would have cost um, to have this show on uh, just for that. (laughs) God, would have cost the the company quite a bit of money, I imagine. But, uh, yeah. The other, the other big thing uh, to come out of CES uh, that caught my eye a little bit was the Alienware UFO, uh, which is a bit of a prototype uh, released uh, by Alienware during the show. Um, and it basically looks like a, a Nintendo Switch, essentially. You've got the main hub, uh, which has your screen on it, of course. Um, it's got two detachable uh, controllers that you can slide on and off. Um, and you can also uh, attach them to, to some sort of, um, yeah, just a like the the Nintendo Switch one where it makes it the the one controller and you can use it as like remotely to to play games on there but it plays PC games. Hmm. What did you yeah. think of that? A bit of a uh bit of a, a goliath of things really. Right? It's kind of the Nintendo Switch on steroids. Yeah. Which yeah. really any, anything Alienware does is pretty much on steroids anyway. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, uh, I, I'm interested. Uh, I'll be honest, mate. It's it's never going to grace my presence, but uh, it's it's a good bit of kit from what I've seen. Yeah, it, it's looking like uh, obviously it's not as powerful as uh, a, a good gaming PC. It is a portable device, but it does mm. let you uh, play games. So, so it's got a twelve twelve hundred p display. Uh, on on that uh, machine there, I, I wonder what the the battery life would be on that thing. Um, but uh, yeah, it does let you play games. So it looks like it's running just a normal Windows um, firmware there, and uh, it looks like it's using Steam as well. From from we from some of the videos there that they were playing um, Rocket League, and it looks like it's uh, yeah, it's got the the Steam boot up and which would be amazing. I mean, I imagine it would cost you an arm and a leg to own, I think, if it ever it, it goes into production. Uh, but essentially, it's all your all your games that you can play on um, on PC, on Steam, that you can play outside in How the wild. How hot do you think it'll get? What's that, sorry? How hot do you think it'll get? How hot? That's a good question. It's very hot. There's a must room in there for uh, airflow or, or a fan. Yeah, 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 true. I'm interested to, yeah, maybe look into it a bit more because I, I imagine the the machine that was at the show would have got quite a bit of use out of it. Um, 
during the the expo there so i wonder if there would be anything about it getting hot in players hands now i don't know if they were holding the actual hub unit though i imagine they would be just holding a controller um not too sure we'd have to look into that one yeah that that's a good question though because you'd think something like that something as beefy as uh yeah doing what it's doing there probably would get quite a bit of heat (laughs) and especially a 1200 page display as well that's Mm. better generate enough warmth in itself yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The thing, that, the thing that amazes me was something you've got written down here. It's only 900 grams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's incredible. It, it looks to be massive. Yep. Unless everyone, every picture that I've seen has been <laughs> done with a midget. <laughs> it looks to be a fairly big, you know, like a, a fairly big control control or unit in itself. Yeah, it does. It, it definitely, from... Yeah, like you said, unless it's someone with with tiny hands, it does look pretty big. I don't have the dimensions of the actual screen there, the the actual device, but um, I'd imagine it's, uh, yeah, definitely bigger than um, the the Switch there, which um, I think would make it a little bit more comfortable as well, I guess, because that's one of the main complaints with the Joy-Cons is that um, they are tiny controllers. Now, looking at it, it, yeah. I don't know, if it, but uh, the the people who have tried it have said, have said that it does feel more comfortable, a little bit more hefty yeah. than a Switch, but uh, still very comfortable. No, well, it's, it's generated a lot of interest uh, in um, my Twitter feed and whatnot. There's there's a lot of people that I follow and that I'm mates with throughout the industry that are very excited for it. So be good to see where it comes where where it uh, comes to. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely. Uh, I'll be interested in in that one with the uh, yeah the potential that it has, man. Like um, all these games that you're playing on your Steam library, things like maybe you go, oh, you know, the typical Steam library thing of buying games when they're on special during the Steam sales and then not playing them. <laughs> yeah, no, no, none of us have ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Of course not. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, hoping we see a little bit more about it. Hopefully, they they uh, something comes out of it and then it goes into production. And uh, definitely keeping an eye out on that one. So after that, we also had a Nintendo Direct, solely focusing on uh, Pokemon. So I did ask you because I felt bad. I didn't want to talk to to you about Pokemon and just have you fall asleep while I'm talking about it because I can talk about Pokemon for ever. Um, are you Mate, I'm, Go on. I'm very. Uh, oh, I wouldn't say I'm interested in Pokemon. I, I kind of missed Pokemon. Yep. You know, I was when Pokemon come out, I was on to the next thing already. You know, the the next sort of age bracket where I was doing other things. But yeah, the amount of passion that there is for Pokemon, it's it's always amazing to hear people talk about it. So please go nuts. Oh, oh, I will. I will. I was just going to say it wasn't going to stop me, <laughs> but I thought <laughs> I thought I'd give you the courtesy of actually asking you anyway. <laughs> but uh, basically, we, they they started the direct with um, an announcement doing another one of those uh, remakes of their old games. So this time, the last one was uh, the the Zelda game, uh, Link's Awakening, and this time it's uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Rescue Team DX. That's quite a mouthful. 
I had to, every time I, I needed to write it down somewhere, I'd be like, I need to look it up, make sure I get the name right, because that's way too many words for one game title. So, <laughs> so it's an old, uh, uh, an old game that came out on the Game Boy Advance and Nintendo DS. A uh, little bit different to uh, the traditional Pokemon games. It's uh, kind of a top-down, I uh, wouldn't even call it a, a dungeon crawler as such, but it's kind of... It's kind of turn-based, so it's top-down view, and you move down uh, on a, kind of a grid, but every time you move, your enemies can move as well. So you're basically running through a dungeon as a Pokemon. So the kind of premise is, uh, it's quite, you know, kind of a kiddie game. You're basically a human being uh, who somehow wakes up uh, in the body of a Pokemon. So ask you a little... Uh, little quiz at the start of the game and then it figures out what Pokemon you would be. If you don't agree with the outcome, you can change um, between different Pokemon there. And then you go in, you choose a little companion and they talk to each other because they're Pokemon. Uh, so there's a bit of dialogue there. But essentially, yeah, so, so another Pokemon comes by and goes, hey, my kid is stuck in this uh, dungeon thing. I need help. And then you go in with your companion and, uh, yeah, essentially you're moving through uh, a little maze, the dungeon, and there's enemies there. So when you move uh, to an enemy, you can just do a simple attack, that sort of thing. Uh, it's very basic, very sort of it, not not too challenging or anything. Um, they did release a demo right after the uh, the presentation as well uh, for a, a full release uh, on the sixth of March this year. Um, I did play the demo, which uh, I might talk a little bit more about uh, when we get to that uh, that segment of the show there. But uh, the art style is looking pretty good did you did you have a, a look at it at all no no yeah that's fair enough man it's uh yeah <laughs> what's, what's the demo what's the demo on it's it's on the switch so you can get it on, on the, the switch yeah yeah it's it's on the on the store it's uh it's quite small i didn't look at the extra the actual size of it but it, i know that it downloaded pretty quickly so it couldn't have been that big um i don't I don't even think I, I i got close to the end of the, the demo i didn't even finish the whole thing yet but uh it's a good kind of chill game, I guess. Doesn't require too much of your attention, which is good. Um, yeah, it looks very cute. That uh, it's got that sort of um, pastel kind of art style. I think it was one of the maybe one of the Yoshi games that did something of the sort. Um, but it's yeah, it's very sort of artsy looking. Uh, looks very cute. Very cute. Awesome. Yeah, um, and then the the rest of the PlayStation, the the rest of the PlayStation. What? What am I even talking about? The rest of the presentation is what I'm trying to say. In a pool matter, uh, they're focused on uh, basically the Pokemon Sword and Shield games are getting expansions. They're releasing an expansion pass, which is, uh, as far as I know, a first in the Pokemon mainline series. So Pokemon is getting DLC. So we had people sort of poke fun at it yeah sorry go on yeah everyone's going pokemon battle pass yeah (laughs) i mean (laughs) i had another one where uh, there's a company who makes those pokemon games called game freak um you had people go uh change the the logo to game fr and then the ea logo in the the (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> because it's releasing oh, a season pass. It's really just setting yourself up for it, isn't it? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. But it's uh, it, it is Nintendo we're talking about, and uh, let's be honest, they pretty yeah. much do what they want. They're not really in touch with uh, what goes on uh, <laughs> around the world, so. Yeah, they do what they want and get away with it. That's exactly right. right, exactly right. But I mean, uh, looking at it, it's um, with with the Pokemon games. It's basically been, hey, we have these two versions of the game. They're just slightly different to each other. Basically, the only difference is um, there are some Pokemon that you can catch in one that you can't catch in the other, and the legendary Pokemon that you catch at the end is different. Um, compared to the other version as well. Um, and then you've had times where a few months later, maybe a year later, they release uh, another game, a full price game, which is set in the same region as the previous one, which is essentially a third version of the same game, right? And no one's really complained about it in the past, as far as I know. And no one's definitely, you know, made a fuss about it, so... This time, what they're doing is, which I think is is better than doing what I've just described, it's basically additional content for the game that you already own. So it's a different region. Uh, you can move, use the same uh, save file that you had in Sword and Shield. So you bring all the Pokemon that you had. Um, so they talked about two different expansions that are going to come out. The first one called the Isle of Armor. Uh, which is set to come out in June this year. Um, and essentially, you're on an island, as the name suggests. Um, and there's a, a bit of a storyline to it as well. Um, and some exclusive Pokemon that you can catch in there, that sort of thing. They're adding 200 additional Pokemon, uh, which weren't uh, previously available in the game. But they're, I don't know if you heard that there was a, a, a big fuffle about um them not releasing uh, some of the the original pokemon everyone was complaining about it yeah so um now this is where it can get a little bit uh, <laughs> a little bit tricky there because basically they're they're releasing 200 of those older pokemon that people were complaining about now is it a case of they're trying to fix their mistake or did they have this planned all along? <laughs> and they basically wanted a bit of a carrot at the end of the stick for people to buy the expansion <laughs> pack. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, we all know which way that was. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, the, the thing is, if it was just that and that was the main focus of the expansion packs, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck you guys. You guys have screwed everyone over kind of thing. Right. But this yeah. is. Yep like a full-on expansion you're getting a new region new pokemon um uh yeah new 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 companions that sort of thing um and on top of that hey in that region there's uh 200 pokemon that you couldn't catch before and yes they're the older pokemon that you you wanted and they also have uh different evolutions as well so it's not just um those old pokemon right so a little bit of uh, a spin on it so um, I'm definitely excited for it. The other one that they've announced is called The Crown of Tundra, which comes out a bit later on. It says Autumn 2020. And uh, you've got exclusive legendaries in there and a new mode, uh, which is exclusive to the Crown Tundra. Uh, the Sorry, the 
yeah, the the Tundra expansion, uh, which is basically kind of a dungeon crawl thing where you can play with your friends. You go in with your friends and you get the chance to catch uh, some legendary Pokemon that couldn't previously be caught in the versions of those games, so Sword and Shield. Um, being a Pokemon fan, mate, I can tell you I was I was very excited. I was very, very excited. They didn't show too much of the actual gameplay, but uh, they showed sort of concepts of um, the, like I said, the, 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 there's a bit of a spin on, on the ex- the existing Pokemon. Um, and basically, essentially, just, just to, in, in a nutshell, the, the big thing in the new games is um, your Pokemon can grow in size. So they become, they become humongous uh, and... Uh, basically their attack moves are more powerful that sort of thing and that's called uh, gigantamaxing right and then some pokemon change form when they do that so they look different but most of them just look the same just larger right Um, so in these expansions those legendary pokemon will have those different uh, versions of them as well so they'll look different as they go uh, in their Gigantamax forms, and some of them look pretty cool. So, very excited for that. Um, I'll I haven't had a look at the the prices yet, um, but uh, knowing Nintendo, it's probably gonna require me to sell a kidney or something. But um, <laughs> <laughs> as the listeners of the show know, if you put a Pokemon sticker on it, I will throw my money at it. So. <laughs> Yeah, I am part of the problem. <laughs> That's yeah. right. The entire time you were talking about the, the different Pokemon and what happens, I was trying to visualize what you were meaning Yep. via Detective Pikachu. So <laughs> that's, a, that's about my level of Pokemon knowledge. Between that and, you know, my uh, what, what my daughter's brought home from school, like as a trading card game or yep. or something, That's that's about my limit. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, mate it's it sounds good you're you're excited that's that's good yeah i'll, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll let it fly past <laughs> but uh <laughs> oh, it's it's good it's good that they've got a, a bit of a plan to to bring it yeah. out and you know i i saw i've i've got a younger brother who was very much into pokemon and, and whatnot and a few people that that i know and that we do stuff with um with the podcast and and the group as a whole, they're all big Pokemon fans. So I'm surrounded by it. Mm-hmm. I just personally don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair enough. <laughs> I know plenty of people like that where it's like, uh, mm. yeah, they're, they're, they're part of a group who, uh, yeah, loves Pokemon, yeah. but it just completely flew past them. And they, yeah, they just missed the boat. And I guess if you if you did miss that boat, it's very hard to get involved yeah. in it later on, which, yeah, I completely understand. I, I've been into uh, Pokemon since my childhood um so i guess yeah there's definitely that nostalgia that's playing in there oh, i'm um, i'm well aware of the nostalgia yeah. behind it and that, that was one of the big things that i saw when there were so many people up in arms about the some of the the original that that weren't in it mm-hmm. and that that's just that's playing with fire really yeah. when you release something and you don't have you know that core nostalgia section of it mm-hmm. that's like releasing a Mario game without a mustache, like it just—it's not going to work. Yeah, like yeah. Every, every everyone's excited for it. They're they're coming out and they're you know got this next big next big part of it. So that's 
just yeah. Nintendo being Nintendo, I guess, and everyone being excited, which is good. Yeah, 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 definitely. The the thing is, so so it wasn't you know every original Pokemon was missing. You still had some of them in there, but yeah, yeah, the, it was the a big, big chunk of it. Wasn't oh it? yeah, massive chunk. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but he, he, the the thing as well. So you have people complaining about that sort of thing. Um, Nintendo still did what they were going to do and uh, went along with their original plan, um, and it became the best selling Switch game of all time. <laughs> So it's yeah. like uh, it's not helping. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're probably going to keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. Yep. Alrighty. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's move on to something where you have a no, little bit before more. Before we do, yeah, did you, yeah. Do you cover the po- Pokemon Home? Oh yes. So Pokemon Home will be. It's uh, they had. Uh, I think they called it the. Pokemon Bank or something like that back uh, back in the the 3DS days, which is basically uh, a cloud save for your for your Pokemon essentially. And uh, okay. yeah, so that's coming out next month. Um, I think the the bank one uh, closed down. Maybe I think it did close down. I'm not entirely sure just yet. But essentially, what you could do is uh, bring your Pokemon from the older versions. Uh, into the Pokemon Bank, and then you could upload them into your more recent version of the game. So you have all your little friends that you had in the older games uh, that you can play with in the new versions. Um, so this is an updated version of that, where um, uh, they, they haven't released the details of the the extent of it. And as far as I can see, it's going to be Pokemon from the Pokemon Let's Go games, uh, which came out uh, last year. Uh, that you can upload to that and then bring into your Sword and Shield uh, versions. So, yeah, that's that's essentially what, what it's going to be, just a, um, a cloud save of uh, your Pokemon from another from other versions that you can yeah bring back and forth into different Sweet. versions of the game. Which is yeah, it's it's pretty cool for sure. I'm, I'm most likely uh, am going to be using that. Um, the Pokemon Bank did cost money. Um, it wasn't much. I think it was like something like six or seven dollars for the entire year or something like that. Um, okay, yep. Yeah, with Pokemon Home, um, there hasn't been any talk about uh, any sort of pricing. But uh, now that you have um, the online subscription for Nintendo, I don't know if it's going to be part of that and you have to be signed up for it to be able to use it, that kind of thing. Um, I imagine that's what it would be. I'm hoping that's what it would be because uh, I already have <laughs> the online subscription. So, <laughs> yeah, nothing about that just yet. But yeah, definitely a good idea to bring that up. Thank you very much, Pat. <laughs> no, no worries, right? It just, yeah, when I was, uh, I was a big user of PlayStation Home back in the day, which was an online. Ah, uh, yes. Which which was like an online community sort of center where you could, you know, chat to people. Yeah. So, being that's called Pokemon Home, I thought it was something similar. Ah, right, right, right. No, that was like, oh, I did play a bit of that too with uh, with my co-host Chris, actually. Uh, We used to do the um, the airplane races, that sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) That was good fun, that game. It was like kind of the Sims Um, online. Yeah, yeah, all the weird and wonderful stuff. Yeah, yeah, it didn't last very long, did it? No. (laughs) Unfortunately, well, yeah. that was someone was trying to revive it not long ago, but oh, okay, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, didn't uh, get the attention that they wanted. I think, mm. mate, rest in peace. 
Oh, but just uh, staying on the topic of PlayStation there, you did bring up a topic uh, which sounded very interesting to me there, which is uh, PS Plus Plays. What a you name. You say that 10 times fast. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Okie dokie. So so, I've got, I've got go on, sorry. I got this information through last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially what it is, is every month PlayStation Australia is going to come out with an online in-game challenge. So... I don't know what any of them are yet. Uh-huh. Uh, the first one's being released uh, tomorrow, which is the 13th. Uh-huh. And the first one is for Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which is right up my alley because I'm playing a stupid amount of that at the moment. So that's always good. Uh-huh. Uh, pretty much what of all the information, there's, there's not a whole lot that I've been able to dig into just yet. But for you to take on the challenge, players simply load up the featured title for the month capture their attempt at the challenge and share it to Twitter. Okay. So unfortunately we don't know what the challenge is. We've got the first three challenges of the year. So for January, it's Call of Duty Modern Warfare. February, it's um, FIFA 20. And March will be Rainbow Six Siege. So whatever the challenges are, you can get awesome money can't buy prizes, apparently. Don't know what they are yet either. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, a bit of information around for it, just as a uh, a sort of added bonus hmm. for your your PlayStation Plus subscription. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's basically that. That's that's essentially all the information you have so far, right? So we yeah, don't, there's so... there's very very little about it. Like I said, I only got it through last night. At, yeah. Uh, at through, and uh, it's just that it's a way to show off your online skills. It's a, okay. a monthly competition to do it. Uh, it's just a, another thing to have a bit of fun with, I think. Yeah, yeah, of course. So we don't know if it's a, a sort of, um, if you complete the challenge, you get the prize, or is it something like the top three people or something get the prize? Or, yeah, or we don't know. Not 100% sure, yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm interested. I'll, I'll find out. Hopefully that's going to bring me back into mm. Call of Duty Modern Warfare because I definitely haven't played enough of it. <laughs> Um, yeah, that sounds very interesting. I, I, yeah, I wonder what it's going to be. I, I thought it would be more of a like a competition kind of thing, but it sounds like well, be... that's that's essentially what it is. It's a, a competition challenge. Yeah. So you've got to use you when you when you post your your attempt to Twitter. Yeah. You've got the hashtag PS Plus plays. Yeah. And from there, I assume they'd be you know picking. Mm, mm-hmm. whatever whoever's they like the most and, and going forward with that right uh, yeah there's there's not much information just yet yeah i'm intrigued yeah for we'll sure find out find out more very shortly not long now not long and uh another perfect segue done by yourself there let's uh <laughs> move to the games we've been playing this week I'm, uh we're gonna, gonna take these segues across to my own show <laughs> It's 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 always like so, that, isn't it? <laughs> You're just like, oh shit, what, what are you doing? What are you doing again? <laughs> it's always it's always the case. Yeah, but we'll move on to to the games we've been playing this week, and we'll start with you there, Pat. So, uh, the first game we have in your list is Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. Call so, of Duty: Modern Warfare. Mm. Wow, I have not been taken by call of duty in 
a long time. Probably probably since the original Modern Warfare. Oh, Modern wow. Modern Warfare 2. Okay. Uh, I haven't bought Call of Duty for probably three or four years. Yep. And this one, I think last night I went over 60-odd hours of multiplayer. Jesus. Wow. Uh, I'm now level 126. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, I, I could play it each and every day, all day. I don't know why. I just, I've been really sucked into it. It is it is such a well-made game and such a good experience. It kind of, it takes away all of the, the stuff that you had in Black Ops, like a lot of the, the jumping and wall crawling and future tech and all that, yeah. and brought it back to boots on the ground. It slowed it down a bit. It gave it that original Modern Warfare sort of feel. Mm-hmm. The, the maps that they're adding for free, the modes that they're adding for free, it just it just keeps on giving and it has consumed so much of my life i have barely played anything else wow okay right how do you find um so did you did you get a day one since release yes yeah how are you finding i, I picked picked it up day one yeah yeah and uh, yeah i think it's only been out of the console once yeah right how are you finding the the competition when when you're playing online? Do you do you get the do you experience the rage that most people are experiencing when playing Call of Duty? Is that a... <laughs> <laughs> um, mm, including uh, myself? Was... <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I am competitive. Yep, uh, I, I do have a competitive streak. the The rage, though it it comes and goes. Okay. You know, there's there's a few people. It's quite funny when you when you're in a chat, when you're in just game chat, for instance. And gen- generally, there's probably at least two of us playing together. Yeah, I, I play more. On, I, I play on my own more so than a few of the other guys that I play with. Mm-hmm. But there's generally at least two of us. Sometimes as many as five of us in a party together. Mm-hmm. So we're in a chat party together as well, and we don't hear a lot of the game chat that's going on. But because I'm the only one on a PlayStation, everyone else is on Xbox or PC. Right. I've got the game chat in the background as well. And it's quite amusing listening to the banter more than anything. I haven't, i sorry, I've, I've had probably one game that was just woeful in regards to how people were acting towards each other. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it has just been banter. There hasn't been anything overtly aggressive. Yeah. Uh, there's, you, you know, you get that. If you kill someone, you get a split second of oh, their microphone coming through. I love that. <laughs> which, oh, that is, that is, whoever come up with that idea deserves a raise. Jeez. That is brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. The fact that you just, you, you drop someone and then you get this split second of them swearing and calling you everything under the sun. So great. Fantastic. But... <laughs> It's it's not overly rage inducing, I think, because it's it's made so well. Okay. It's pre- it's pretty balanced. Yeah. There's there's a few guns that are a bit over the top. Yeah. Uh, they've they've rained a lot in though, uh, but mm. unfortunately, the ones that they rained in were the ones that I was using. You were using. Nuisance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's just that's just me, really. I, I enjoy being a bit of a nuisance, but it's. 
it's it's good fun. And like I said, last last night I got a bit ragey towards the end mm-hmm. and sort of went, yeah, I'm done now, where generally I would have gone on for a bit longer, but I just went, no, nah, I'm done. I've got to switch it off. Okay. But, yeah, I, I have a lot of fun with it, mate. And oh, sure. it's it's good. It, it feels good. It moves good. It looks good. It sounds absolutely phenomenal. The, oh, the sound in it is brilliant. Incredible. And... It's uh, the only thing is, is that I think it's cooking my PS4 Pro. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I feel it's, that. I feel that. The, the fans going absolutely ballistic. So, mm-hmm. well, I I moved it out to the lounge room, so it's my wife's problem now. <laughs> I, just play it. I, I play it remotely in the office. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I've got it. Uh, I've got my PC hardwired to the other end of the house. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I just I remote play it, and this is where I, I stream from my PC. Yeah, right. So I, I remote play it in here, and yeah, it runs smoothly. At the other end of the house, yeah. Oh, that's awesome! Wow. Plus the plus the aircon's down there, so it keeps it a bit cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let Let me ask you this. So, um, I've I've played the game a bit when it uh, when it came out. I still own it. I just haven't played it in a few weeks. Um, Chris played quite a lot. I think he's still playing it quite a bit. I think he's um just a few levels above you actually. Uh, but mm-hmm. he's into it. Like he's bought the battle pass. He yeah he does all his challenges and all that. So. Yeah. Um. So we have we've had a rule with Call of Duty for quite a while. We also play on PlayStation, by the way. Um. Mm-hmm. So basically, our rule is you don't play Call of Duty after midnight. Okay, because all yeah. the yep. people at your level will be going to bed, and you have all the yep. intense pro players playing after midnight. <laughs> Hundred percent. Do you agree 100%. with that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You you can actually set like as as the night goes on, the later the night gets, yep. the more sweaties there are. Yeah. Okay. And it's it's very intense. I'm and glad it's not just just us. No, hundred percent. I I don't have that rule, but uh, I probably should have that rule because <laughs> that's uh, generally after midnight's when I start raging. Yeah, yeah, it's it's literally what we found. Uh, oh, I can't remember when we we came up with that rule. We get it's it's become like a tradition between us. We've been getting Call of Duty games since uh, I think uh, yeah, same as you. Uh, well, the last one you bought before this, when you stopped playing, I think you said Call of Duty Four. Um, yep. So or Mon- uh, Modern Warfare Two, which okay. was technically I think five, but yeah. yeah, I think yeah we started playing at Call of Duty Four, and we've bought every single one of them since every year and yep. uh, we'll basically we'll t- take the day off work if uh, i mean lately it's been a bit harder <laughs> but we would take the day off and just uh, play all night play all day when it comes out and uh, yeah we're still doing that but yeah i think uh, a few years ago we came up with that <laughs> where it just becomes impossible to play after midnight so um and chris is chris is pretty good at the game at uh uh, I think I, I have to say um, he probably won't agree with me so it's good that he's not here to to argue with me um, I'm not <laughs> at, quite at his level but we try to play together and uh, I mean I, I probably 
with age and not playing as much, uh, I'm not as good as I used to be. So I'm even worse now. <laughs> so with this one, it's been um, an interesting experience where I was excited to play the game. I started playing the game. I was like, it feels great. It sounds great. Um, the weapons are great, but uh, you have so many people who are so much better than me and uh, I have experienced quite a bit of the rage. <laughs> and uh, I, I end up thinking, you know, I'm playing a game to, you know, relax after a long day at work, that kind of thing, and it's not what I want to be feeling while playing a game. Uh, so I've kind of put it down. That's when I switched to the Elder Scrolls Online, which is... Has mm-hmm. been my main game for maybe a couple of months now, where it's just PVE, don't have to worry about other players, and just relax. So, relax. but um, yeah, but I mean, hearing you talk about it, and I know a lot of people are enjoying Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare quite a bit. I've been wanting to go back in. Um, I haven't tried the new maps yet, so. Uh, the the new maps are good because yeah. well technically they're old maps. Yep. Yep. You know, uh, shipment is still an absolute shit fight. That's <laughs> just. <laughs> I my my first game last night was on shipment, and it lasted. I actually recorded it, and it was. Uh, I shouldn't have recorded it because I think I ended up with only three kills and seven deaths or something. But it lasted two minutes and ten seconds. Oh wow! For, <laughs> for us to get. 75 kills it's just an absolute nightmare of wow. and it's just explosions going if you can get a i've i've had a few really good rounds i think my best round was a a, a 28 and 6 on on shipment mm-hmm. and that, i i don't know how i did that it just <laughs> it worked <laughs> and it was um you know that that's good but then you've also got uh crash which is yep. the one with the helicopter right in the middle Yep, yep. And it's just some some of those old maps that you play, they they sort of t- not not only do they take you back, but the first time I played Crash, it was it was like I'd never stopped because they've just recreated it so well. Hmm. And yeah, I'm just if they could bring back a couple of the other ones, it'll be it'll be brilliant. But uh if you've played them previously, get get on and have a crack at the, the maps that they've dropped in at least. Yeah, yeah, I think I will. See, the, the problem that I have with that is I wasn't very good at Crash to start with. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can't imagine a game where I, I'm not doing as well as in the previous iterations <laughs> in a map that I wasn't doing well in. Uh, I don't think it's going to go of, well, but... Uh, yeah. I, I think a, a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the praise that I have to give is to my controller, not so much me. Okay. I've got I've got a modified controller that uh, a couple of years ago, uh, a company started up in uh, New South Wales called Relentless Controllers. Yep. And did some work with them and, and ended up getting a, uh, a controller that's modified for, uh, it was originally for Destiny 2 when it came out, mm-hmm. and the division, so it's all, all for shooters. It's got quick fire triggers. It's got buttons okay. on the back, so I never have to never have to take my hands off the off the sticks to do anything, and it's just I I, I think that's the it, it takes takes a little bit of my slower reaction time out. Right. So it's uh yeah it's it's a bit of a cheat, but I 
I don't deny that that's what I use because that'll that'll at least help me. Otherwise, I probably would have thrown a controller through the TV. But yeah, <laughs> interesting. Okay, mm. I've been, I mean, I've been wanting to get something like a, a scuff controller for for quite a while, but um, the amount of money that they charge for those things just I just can't justify it. Yep. Um, ah, but yeah, hearing you say that it actually makes a difference. I mean, there, there was no doubt about <laughs> it anyway, but you're just reinforcing that. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man, maybe maybe I should invest in one of those. I'll see how my wife feels about it. We're, we're expecting a baby in about three months. So let's yeah, go. Maybe it will. <laughs> I'll just get it now. I'll be like, yeah, get it out of the way. It's yeah. not going to happen after that. It's easier so. to ask for, for forgiveness than permission. I just that much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Know. This just turned up. Yeah, it's for the podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, tax deductible. for. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I may have used that excuse once or twice. <laughs> hey, I, I would too, 100%. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Oh, awesome. Um, anything else you want to add about Call of Duty before we move on to to the next uh, the next uh, game? Then? No, I I was I was a sucker as well, and I bought the Battle Pass. Oh, you bought it as well? Yeah, I I bought it as well. I won't be buying another one because it just takes up too much of my time. And, yeah, and really, is I just I don't have the time to put into it. Yeah, to to be at the pinnacle, you know, I'm about sort of I I, I sort of put myself as mid level. Okay. Yep. And I just, I don't think I'll, the, the amount of time that the battle pass requires to level up is insane. Right. Absolutely insane. So, yeah, I bought it once. Yeah. I'm happy with that. I, I won't get it again. It's it's Not good that um, it's good that they've set it up so even if you don't have it, you still have the maps, that sort of thing. It's just an extra bonus if you are a player who... Uh, you know, invest a lot of time in the game. Um, you're you're getting your money's worth, or the extra money that you've put in there. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, the the extra, uh, the extra uh, gun types, the skins, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're all pretty cool. I'll I'll admit that there there is some very cool features in the battle pass. Yeah. Hmm. Very good, very good. All righty, let's uh, move on to the next game. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited to hear you talk about uh, Concrete Genie there because uh, I've seen a lot about it in terms of, you know, the presentations we saw at E3, that sort of thing. It looks very pretty. I've heard good things about it, uh, but I have not played it. So please oh, talk okay. to me about Concrete Genie. Concrete Genie, I started it, yep. played it, finished it, platinumed it in wow. two cities. Okay. And uh, uh, how many how many hours would that uh, add up to? Uh probably but uh, I'd say around the 8 hour mark. Platinum at 8 hours. Yep. Wow. Something like that, yeah. Okay. Eight and I didn't do it because it was was simple and easy to do mm. even though it is. I did it because I wanted to. It was a really good game. Right. And it's it's funny, you can look at it from two different points of view. You can sort of take the, you know, disgruntled teen uh, who's an outcast, thinks that graffitiing everything in his town will make it better. Yeah. Or the fact that you've got this magical sort of side to it as well where it's, you know, he's th- this town is being overtaken by the darkness. It's had a lot of tragedy. 
which is brought on this supernatural element, which is the darkness thing that they're talking about. But uh, they've had, you know, an oil spill, a shutdown, a hydro plant not working. Uh, and this, all these problems has forced the town to literally be abandoned. And because this darkness, this supernatural thing started to take over, you as Ash come in and you're being bullied. You find that uh, your paintings can come to life and mm-hmm. you create a genie, so to speak. You know, this is where these concrete genies are. And this genie then sort of helps you understand to go out into the world and to bring colour and light back to this town and that will drive the darkness away. And you do that by creating other de- other genies that can do things for you, whether it be a fire genie, a wind genie or an electricity genie. And they bring all types of uh, colour, style that you can paint onto the walls and you literally go around and tag everything. <laughs> I suppose this is a way to put it. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're repainting everything, and you, you know the genies can tell you what they want, mm-hmm. and they're kind of this cute little creature that's in its own world, but it also interacts with you and it wants to interact with the world around you. So it'll tell you to paint, you know, a certain scene where it's got uh, a balloon plant, and it'll cut the balloon plant off, which starts to float away. It grabs hold of it and floats away to with it while it's giggling, <laughs> and, and it's just. It's it's a very unique sort of experience, and oh. one of the best things was is that I could play it with my kids. Right, you know they they were able to sit there and they you know I controlled it because my, my my two are only young, but they mm. were able to watch it and see the color, yeah, and sort of say, "Dad, can you do this? Dad, can you do that? Can you paint this? Can you paint that? I want to paint over there," and just sort of have a bit of interaction with it while playing the game. It was a really good, really good title, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think you might have convinced me there. I was sort of on the fence with it. Um, but uh, so the the big thing is, uh, I think we talked about it all week, time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the fact that you can um, experience the game and get the platinum trophy which means you've pretty much done everything there is to do in the game in eight hours that's um yeah, yeah. sounds pretty good to me and then especially yeah hearing you describe that experience there that sounds that sounds awesome yeah well that's that's one of the things that i sort of look for now because i do have that limited time and it's it's the experience and the story that i got from it and that yeah. was was where the fun was it was just it was just something it's something different you know it's not there's there's no violence in it, you know. Mm-hmm. You've got this this story of a kid that's bullied, and how he overcomes that, and you know what what he's doing to sort of fix what's essentially his hometown, mm-hmm. yeah, and bring it back to life. So it's it's got a good it's a good little story. It's a very unique way to do it. the The controls can be a bit how you going. Okay. Um, there's a few times where the camera just was just frustratingly annoying uh-huh. and <clears throat> you do have the option to have either you move control like with the um oh. with the controller itself so if you like to you know use your motion control in the in the controller you can do that or if you're like me you can turn it off 
yeah. and go straight to dishes and the right stick. Yeah. But uh, it's it all works in well. And it's a pretty cool art style as well. Mm, it definitely looks very pretty. I like it. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, I might, I might have to give it a try, especially yeah, if it's going to take me eight hours or less. Um, yeah. That sounds pretty I did, good to I me. I did pick it up on sale. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it was only like $22 or something, which when you sort of, when, when you roll into the fact that it's, you know, eight hours and you're literally done with it, there's, there's more I can do, but there's no need to, like there's yep. free painting sections, but you know, I'll put it in and let the kids do that. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, that 22 bucks, 20, 20 to 30 bucks is a good sort of ballpark for it. I think. Oh, okay. It, it's not a full price title anyway, is it? No, no. Yeah. Okay. I think I, I think only at, at full price, it's still only like between forty and fifty dollars. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely have a look into it. Uh, I believe that's a, a PlayStation Four exclusive, isn't it? It is, yeah. and there is. If you have VR, there is a VR component to it. Ah. Okay. I. Do, how did I not know that? How yeah. Did I it's. Not know uh, that? I. I don't know what it is yet because. Okay. Yeah, I haven't moved the VR out into the lounge room with the, with the PlayStation, so that's still mm-hmm. sitting in here. Okay. But, uh, I'll give it a crack at some stage. Yeah, I need a reason to put my headset back on. I haven't used it in way too long. <laughs> <laughs> I think since uh, Blood and Truth came out, just like... Oh, well, that that was a good title last use it with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, When did that come out? I think it was around mid last year so it's yeah, definitely yeah. been a while i need to definitely need to put the headset back on <laughs> yep i reckon it'll work well with the with the headset as well just with the the art style you know it's it yeah. kind of feels hand painted yeah it's not but it's kind of got that feel to it where it's not really sharp edges mm-hmm. so the the downgrading that you get from the vr won't really affect it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I, I think it'll work well with vr Awesome. I hope it's not like a, a separate mode or something and just like something tacked yes. on. Um yeah. wait, are you saying yes as in it is? Yeah, it is it is a separate mode. You don't oh, have okay. the whole game in it. Oh right, right, right. Okay. It's a, it's a separate mode, so it's mm. yeah, there's a there's an option where you can actually pick the VR. The trophies are a separate. I think there's three or four trophies that are VR only. Uh, which is in a separate section, so you can still get the platinum. And uh, okay, yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't know exactly what it is yet, but mm-hmm. I'll I'll find out eventually. Okay, very good, very good. Alrighty, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Death Stranding. I think you are the first guest that we've had on who's played Death Stranding. Really? Fairly certain, yeah. I mean, oh, I've wow. heard a lot about, about it by now. Actually, I'm thinking now that it might be a lie. Have you played Death Stranding? I have not. Death Stranding is just, it seems like too much for me. I just feel like the scope of it would be mm-hmm. too much for me to handle. Um, Again, bringing up that, that uh, ongoing theme of limited time in the day. Yep. Um, yep. I feel like I wouldn't get my money's worth. I probably wouldn't finish the game. So I thought I'd hold off for a bit. Okay. Uh, I've, I've said this on, on my show a few or our show, I should say, a few times. Death Stranding is one of the best games that I've ever played. Wow. 
but I cannot tell you why. I cannot explain it. I, I, I just, it is such a hard game to explain why I could not put it down. I wanted to finish it. I wanted to know what the story was. I have, I have finished it and I have finished it very well, but I'm still going back to play it to plug through to get the platinum. Wow. Okay. I did not expect that. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, last year. It was my number two for the game of the year. Jeez. Okay. Uh, it's the, it's, this, this is what I mean. It is so hard to describe. And it's to, to someone that hasn't played it. Mm-hmm. It's it's very hard to recommend as well uh-huh. because it is so different from everything out there. And essentially, a lot of people that took the narrow-minded approach to say it is just an Uber Eats uh, simulator, uh-huh. they're, they're pretty close, you know. It's, okay. It, it, can, it can be very much looked at like that, uh-huh. but it can also be looked at as, as this, this massive scope with a lot of political bits about it, a, a very big warning in regards to climate change and you know the things that are that are happening in the environmental world and what the human race can do to whether you know save itself or destroy itself uh-huh. and it just takes this this narrative on it and all this stuff is happening while you've got packages on your back and you're walking through the tundra it's uh-huh. it's it's weird, but I can't get enough of it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that's that's very high praise. Okay. Yeah, it's the <laughs> the the story itself and how the story unfolds and and how it finishes. Like you have a, you have a look at the the trophy list, and you've got I think fourteen different acts. And after the third act, uh-huh. you know, where you sort of got your, you know, common, rare, ultra rare, all that sort of stuff of, of how many people have got the trophy. Uh-huh. After the third act, it drops off significantly. Like people of the third act's the biggest in the game. Yep. And after that, people have sort of gone, yeah, I'm done with it. Right. And a lot of people have gone, like it drops from, from being a common to an ultra rare. It's it, it just a lot of people aren't finishing the game. Oh. Because because of that that third act is very long. It's very uh draining within your thought process and trying to figure out what's going on and and what's happening and and everything that that's that's goes on in that third act. When you get to the fourth act, you do need to take a break. You've got to sort of sit back and go, yeah, I'm done for a day. And then get back into it. Whereas a lot of people are just going, you know what, I'm done, and that's it. But I, I cannot praise it enough. It is visually stunning. the The gameplay is good. It's easy. It makes you think. It sounds brilliant. The uh, the BTs are quite frightening uh, when they come in, especially if you're on a car in a car or a motorbike or something blasting through the through through the landscape and then suddenly you hit bt 
and you know everything freezes you get dragged off the bike by these things crawling out of the ground and you've got to try and get away it, it's it's just really well done okay. and plus i got to deliver packages in the santa hat <laughs> over the christmas break because that was one of the things i added to it <laughs> That's awesome. Do, do you do you know uh, how many hours you've put into the game so far? Uh, probably up around the 70 mark. Yeah, right. Okay. And to, to finish it, yep. it took me, I think, 48 hours to finish. 48. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, so... Did you play um, Red Dead Redemption Two? Yes. Is there, in terms of um, game feeling like a chore, from that perspective, is there a comparison between the two that you could make? You think? Uh, you know what? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The that section. In uh, in Red Dead, where you get down towards the bottom of the map, uh-huh. and it kind of just feels like fetch quest after fetch quest. Uh-huh. Before uh, before you jump on the boat, you end up on the other island, and then you come back. Yep, it's old enough, people. It's no spoilers. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> unless you're playing on PC. Sorry. <laughs> that that sort of section is in. Death Stranding. There's this this little part where look, I won't I won't spoil it, but it's I think either Act Four or Five where there is a bit of a oh really another one of these missions. Okay, oh, and you have that, but it only asks it only lasts for about two maybe three hours worth of gameplay. Okay, but it it kind of it puts a very big twist on how you've been playing the game for so long. You've then got to change how you play it for those few hours. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, and that sort of feels a bit tedious. Uh-huh. But once you go back to how you were playing it previously, uh-huh. everything starts to flow again. You know, and the map's huge. Uh, the online there's, there's an online component to it. Yep. But one thing that Hideo's done, he has taken the ability to troll completely out of the online interaction. Okay. So everything online is positive-based. So yeah. people within the community who are playing it, who are other porters, you don't actually see them in the game with you, uh-huh. but they can leave uh, signs of encouragement, signs of warning. They can help rebuild the road network within your game. Oh. So they, you know, there's sections along where you've got to rebuild the roads and you need, you know, uh, resources for that. So you add to it as you find the resources and other people in other instances add those resources as well and you all build the road together. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so there's there's that sort of online thing and you'll be, you know, you, you sort of go and I, I'm one of these people that like to go the not-so-beaten track on mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. And you'll be you'll be running along, you know, up in the. Oh, I don't need, really need to go that way, but that looks like a cool path. Mm. And you'll get there, and you'll find someone else has already been there because there's a ladder, there's a rope, there's a warning sign to say, you know, that there's BTs in this area or there's time fall in this area. And it's just 
it's it's a really good interaction that you have without interacting if that makes sense yeah right 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 so you see so when you say you go into a section and you see a ladder is it a ladder that someone's just left there or is it uh, yeah yeah so in you, terms of someone's you, left it to actually help you out yeah well they've they've used it themselves to help them get up yep. a certain area or to cross a ravine or something like that yep and they and it just gets left there Right. So you come across it and you can give it a like and say, oh, this is brilliantly placed. I need to get across that side as well. Oh, so you can give feedback to the player who's left it there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, and it's awesome. all just done by likes, you know? Yeah, it's cool. It's very much a tongue-in-cheek look at society when, you know, people are fishing for likes. Yeah, yeah. But it's it works in the fact that, you know, it's only positive feedback that you can give. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. So there's all these little bits and pieces of the game that make it so much more than what so many people said it was. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. I ugh making me want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> it it is an investment though. It is yeah. an investment in time. And it is an investment in brain power. Yeah, it, it might. Um, that's why I was uh, sort of making the comparison with, with uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 because mm-hmm. my experience with Red Dead was I got the game when it released. I played a little bit and I was like, yeah, okay, this is cool. But uh, I, I was playing um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey at the time and I mm-hmm. found that way more interesting. So I put it down. I put Red Dead down for a while and I was like, I'll just play it when you know when I want to play it. It's a single player game. I don't need to be yep. invested in it right now, right? Um, and I played it, uh, I think, the, the start of 2018, 19, whatever year it was. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that's when I, I, I got hooked and, uh, yeah, I couldn't stop playing. I finished the game and, uh, but, but it wasn't, you know, I, I, I missed the train when it, you know, it was getting a lot of buzz. I played it a few yeah. months later, but I still enjoyed the crap out of it. Right. So, um, I'm thinking that's what it's going to be like with, uh, with Death Stranding as well. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to give it a crack. It's just... Yeah, I feel like uh, I wouldn't be giving it the, the the time or attention it deserves if I play it right now. I think. I, I honestly think that you know, give it give it a few more months. Later this year, it'll be a PS Plus game. Yeah, I kind of thought about and, that as well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, once it because I think after twelve months, it's going to be eligible to go to PC, and okay, you know, play, PlayStation will do another hey you know, have a crack at it now because it's going to be free with your PS Plus. So mm-hmm. that uh, that's that's what I reckon. Mm. And it's it's weird, you know. It's probably one of Hideo's most out there games. Yeah. And let's be honest, the man's a genius, but he's also borderline psychotic. <laughs> yeah. And this, this is the game that I was actually able to follow. Metal Gear, most of his Metal Gear stuff, I have no idea what was going on. Yeah. But I could actually follow this game. Yeah. Okay. And it and it made sense, and it wraps up so well. Okay. Uh, it's just it's it's all it's a really good game to play. It's just people have to get over that stigma and start looking into more and more of what is actually happening. Mm, that that's a good point to bring up because that's one of the things that worried me. Um, the kind of storytelling. Am I gonna <clears throat> understand what's going on? Am I, am I gonna be as lost as if I was playing a Metal Gear game? So. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's good. That's is, encouraging. Don't, don't get me wrong; it is a head. It is a head scratch. Yep. And you do need to take notice of, uh, you know, cut scenes and yep, radio chatter, things like that. Okay, but it's it's well worth it. Okay. Oh, yeah, I do. definitely making me want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome! All right, anything else you want to bring up before we move on? No, mate. I'm I'm interested to hear what you've been uh, you've been doing in the Sims. Oh, mate. Um, so I've it, it's a game that I exclusively play on stream. Um, mm-hmm. I picked it up. Uh, I think I got it for Christmas the year it came out on PS4. I was very excited to play The Sims again. I haven't played Sims, uh, probably since The Sims Two. I think. Um, okay. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to play this, and I played. it pretty heavily for a few weeks and then put it down since i haven't played it It, it's probably been two years now um and uh we were raising money for 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 charity for for the bushfire crisis that we we're experiencing at the moment and um Mm -hmm. i thought the sims uh would make a a good game and uh, it was a blast so what i've done is i'm basically creating um characters so sims based on members of uh the the community um, mm-hmm. So it's me. I have a husband, um, the angriest Scotsman, who's been a guest on the show in the past. Um, <laughs> so he's my husband, but I've made it so that uh, he could get pregnant. <laughs> so, oh, okay. And then we have another member of the community who's my who's who's our son. So we started the game with those three characters. I wanted to make more, yep. but I was just spending too much time creating characters. So I thought, look. We'll make babies. Every time we have a baby, it'll be named after a member of the community. So we we, we started doing that, and uh, it's it's crazy. Um, it's basically if you've played The Sims, you you kind of know what it's like. You're basically running someone's life, um, and if you have multiple characters, you have to control them all and make sure they you fulfill all their needs. They've got to go to the toilet and eat and go to work and have fun all that sort of stuff and it's been crazy and i think uh we neglected our son quite a bit um he's he's going through the angsty stages of uh <laughs> his, his teenage years there and uh, i don't think we're paying uh, enough attention to him uh but uh i did get my husband pregnant and uh he he popped out uh twins so that was exciting. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's it's got quite a few um, glitches here and there, but n- nothing nothing too big that it's you know game breaking or anything like that. But the main one that I found is there's a few things that I will do, and uh, it'll ask me to do again as if I didn't do it. So certain actions that I'm taking in the game, I'll be like, okay, so I've mm-hmm. told my sim to wash the dishes or whatever and then they just oh oh, sorry a a more appropriate example would be i call for a certain service so i um you go through your phone and you hire a maid to clean your house so i did that Mm -hmm. and then it comes up again saying hey do you want to do you want to hire a service and i'm like i just i just did that obviously that didn't work for whatever reason so i'm gonna have to do it again i'll do it again um, and then when my husband had his two babies, it didn't tell me that we were having twins, by the way. 
Um, so it goes, yeah, pretty much. But it, it's uh, it's asking me to name the kid, and I'm like, okay. So we named it after Peaches, who's who's uh, who was one of the viewers. Um, and then uh, I go, okay, cool. And then it pops up again, and it goes, name your baby. And I'm like, I just did that. And because I had that glitch previously, I thought it was just asking me to name the same kid again. So I called the kid Peaches <laughs> again. And then after I'd done that, that's when I realized we had two kids sitting in the house <laughs> and they're both called Peaches. <laughs> and it doesn't, as far as I know, I tried so hard to find a way and people were trying to help me as well to rename one of the kids. And as far as I know, it's impossible while they're a baby. So it looks like we're going to have to wait until they grow up a little bit. And then you can go into a yep. certain menu and then change the name of the sim, which is a bit of a pain because yeah. we have yeah. two babies named exactly the same and there's no way of being able to tell who's who. So, yeah, it's it's been interesting, but but a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a very good game to... Uh, play with uh, with viewers on stream. It's been it's been a blast. Um, it's definitely that that uh, that element of um, having the community uh, play along with you and have certain interactions. Uh, it's definitely made it a, a lot more fun. That's for sure. Oh, that's awesome, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I already spoke quite a bit about uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, which uh, I played the demo of. Um, I still haven't quite finished the demo. It's it's bigger than I thought it would be. Uh, but a good thing about it is uh, once you've played the demo, if you buy the full game, uh, your save file carries over, so you don't have to start again. Um, so, yeah. I should do that. What's that? Sorry. More, more demos should do that. Yeah, it's, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think Nintendo has been doing that sort of thing uh, for, for quite a while, which is good. It'll be either that, either you can bring your save file or if it's, uh, you know, the demo starts you in the middle of the game, um, it'll give you some sort of bonus if you've played the demo, if you buy the full game. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely all for that. I, I definitely think it's a great idea because sometimes it'll be a matter of, I'm playing the demo because I want to know if I'm going to like the game. And uh, a good example was, um, oh, actually, that that's uh, I don't think that uh, that applies. But uh, Dragon Quest Builders Two, which has got quite a big demo where you can build a whole lot of stuff and you basically start the story. But I think in that game you could um, continue on from your demo. It's just that I played the demo on the PlayStation Four and then played the mm -hmm. full game on Switch. <laughs> So I couldn't carry more. Yeah, uh, but I'm pretty sure you could do that. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a very sort of cutesy game, as I mentioned before. Um, very simple. Uh, you move uh, on a on a grid basis, and you, you're basically starting your own rescue team. So you can name your your character and your companion, and then basically after you save that first Pokemon, uh, you have a chat about, hey, maybe we should start our own rescue company. And, uh, yeah, you, you sort of move into a house together and wait for people to, to call you and go, hey, I need help rescuing my friend in this dungeon. Come help us. And you basically become 
Uh, the Pokemon A team, <laughs> pretty much, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 nothing nothing serious, of course. It's it's very childish, but uh, it's been fun. It's uh, yeah, it, I'm 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 most likely going to pick up the game. Um, the the thing that puts me off a little bit is uh, I have that sort of conception of it's a remake of the game, so it's uh, you know it's. It's a game that has come out previously, and if it's full price, um, kind of puts me off a little bit. Uh, but in this case, it's uh, it, it's been done from the ground up, right? It looks nothing yeah. like a Game Boy Advance game or a Nintendo DS game. Uh, it's yeah, just like um, uh, Link's Awakening. It is done from the ground up, so it's completely new. It's just the same mechanics, of course. Um, yep. The same story. I think there's a, a few bonuses in there as well compared to the original versions. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, it, especially since you can play the demo. And like I said, it's um, it's pretty big. It's not one of those five ten minute demo that uh, doesn't give you really give you a feel for for the game. Uh, you def- definitely get a feel for what the game is about. Um, being that it it's it's the start of the game. You're literally playing what will be in the full version. So, um, yeah, it's it's good. I definitely recommend giving it a try if you do have a Switch and see if it's your thing. I imagine it, it's not going to be for everyone, of course. Uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm, I'm going to finish it off and most likely will be picking up the full version. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the big thing for me is, um, like I said, doesn't require a lot of attention. So, it will be a game that... Um, Maybe I'll be watching Netflix with the wife or something like that and just playing at the same time, that sort of thing. So, yeah, we'll see how we That's go. That's a good idea. Yeah, not long to, to go. It does release uh, in just a couple of months. I love yep. those those Fallout 4 drops. I love them. When the game's just announced and then comes out a couple of months later. Yep. So good. They're always a, a good thing. Oh, yeah, by the way, you've only got to wait. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, reduces potential for for delays because obviously they they must be pretty ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's good, and that's pretty much all I've played this week. Um, so we're we're probably going to wrap up the show now. But uh, it has been a lot of fun, man. Thank you very much again for for joining me today, Pat. That's uh, it's been no, a blast, man. Thanks for the invite, mate. It's uh, it's always fun to do this sort of stuff. So yeah, come along. Not a problem at all. So uh, please remind the, the listeners there, what's uh, what's the best way to keep up with uh, what you guys are doing? Uh, so the podcast is our weekly podcast. We're still on uh, a bit of a break at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be coming back in February. Uh, so the podcast is the Aussie Gamers Experience or our website is theagexp.com. Awesome. Yeah, we so perfect uh, is that's, the... that's got links to everything oh perfect yeah i was gonna say so yeah. that's the best way to find that's, that's got links to our socials yep. uh our youtube uh we it's got our facebook on there but i'll be honest we don't do a lot of facebook uh, facebook stuff anymore uh, yep. facebook's dying in in that respect yeah uh but yeah everything else is all through there beautiful Sounds good. Make sure you get on there. Um, and uh, for us, of course, we've got a whole bunch of ways you can uh, 
find out what we're up to. The best way to keep up with uh, schedules for streams, that sort of thing, what's going on with us, will be on uh, on on Twitter. I was going to say Twitch, which is not the case. On Twitter. So our handles are all uh, buttonmashpod. So that's what it is on Twitter on there. You, you can uh, also email us your feedback, good or bad. That's at buttonmashpod at gmail.com. We also have a website where you can find the links to all those things, which is www.buttonmashpod.com. Uh, we are also on Facebook, but uh, yeah, same as you. <laughs> we don't really do too much on Facebook. Uh, but if you do want to find us on there, it is uh, the Button Mash Podcast on there. Um, and as mentioned previously, uh, we I do stream a um, couple of times a week, sometimes three times a week. Our channel is www.twitch.tv forward slash button mash pod. Um, also on Instagram as well. Uh, but yeah, many ways to, to keep up with what we're doing. Uh, but Pat, thank you again for, for being on here. And thank you listeners for, for listening to the show, for your support uh, every week. Um, but uh, that's going to wrap up the show for this week. Have a great week. Awesome, mate. Thanks a lot. <laughs>